Hello and welcome to Shift Church. Uh, my name is Tim Carter. I'm the vicar at All Saints Wellington and St Catherine's Eyton. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you uh, for this uh, instalment of Shift Church. Liz is with me. Say hello, Liz. Hello, Liz. Hi, hi everyone. It's um, great to have you with us tonight. It's just two of us tonight. Um, so do join in on the stream. Keep us chatting. Uh, yeah, welcome everyone. Yeah, Liz is going to be keeping an eye on the stream for those of you who are with us live. You can say hello there, say hello to each other, say hello to us, ask questions, put comments, prayer requests, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are joining us at another time or another place, either on the podcast or on YouTube or anything like that, if you want to join in the conversation, you can, you can email me, tim at allsaints-wellington.org and we would love to have some emails to, ch to chip in next week or in following weeks. Um, awesome, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, oh so David's here and he says, matching colours, you cuties. <laughs> right. I did I did comment on our matching colours, actually, when we got on screen. I was saying, oh, yeah, that's that. you You match <laughs> everything in your bedroom your poncho and your throat and your whereas if i just take my fleece off i can i can completely do away with the uh, impression oh i know i like the blue you'll match everything and i now match nothing so there you are that's much better isn't it <laughs> Plus, like i'm not too warm i'm less likely to fall asleep there is that there I is so there yeah. you are. it has been quite a long day today we've done quite a lot um, and I don't know what your day's been like, uh, whether you're coming to parts of Shift Church uh, refreshed and all raring to go and get stuck in or a little bit weary. We were just praying mm. beforehand and we were feeling a little bit weary, weren't we, love? We were. We were. Yeah. But anyway, we're here. We're going to have a good conversation. We're continuing our um, series on Intimate with the Ultimate, this book by Gerald and Chrissy Kelly. <coughs> Um, and if you've missed some of them or any of them, they're all on YouTube and Facebook and um, the podcast. You can catch up. And this instalment, we are thinking about the reciprocal nature of our prayer, of our conversations with God um, mm -hmm. and how we uh, listen as well as talk in prayer. Uh, so that's Or try to listen as well as talk. If it's anything like me, I don't always. <laughs> there is no try. Ah, don't stop that. Do not. <laughs> Look, this could turn into a usual argument between us. <laughs> Liz loves it when I quote Yoda. It's her favourite thing. Oh, don't go away. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. That's, Hello to um, Becky and Ali and Barry. Great to see you. Hi, guys. Yeah, good to see you too. Do chip in. Hmm. And uh yeah so we're going to we're going to have some bible reading some reflections margaret's going to share some reflections on uh, listening to god and how that can how that can work and then we're going to have some conversation about it so that'll be good um we're going to start off with a a bit from our friends over at the bible project they uh do these little animated videos and reflections on different parts of the Bible and they do word studies and one of them is on the Hebrew word Shema uh, which means hear or listen and they're going to explain a little bit oh, more brilliant. on that. Um, but before we go into that we're just going to take a moment to breathe, mm. to pause, whatever we're doing, whatever's going on around us, wherever we might be and just say Lord we acknowledge your presence with us Thank mm. you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Mm. We want to concentrate on you now and listen to you in the different ways you speak to us. Mm. Ah, here we go. Let's see if I can make this work.
For thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well-known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. They're called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Now the first word of the Shema is hear or listen, which in Hebrew is pronounced Shema. That's where the prayer gets its name. Now Shema is a really common word in the Hebrew Bible, and it's obvious why. Hearing is a very universal activity. It's usually connected with the ear, as in Proverbs chapter 20, ears that Shema and eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. Now that seems basic enough, but if you look at the other ways that Hebrew authors can use the word Shema, they use it to mean more than just let sound waves enter your ear. In Hebrew, Shema can also mean pay attention to or focus on. So when Leah, who wasn't loved by her husband Jacob, she has a son and she names him Simon, or in Hebrew, Shimon, because she says, the Lord has Shamad, that I am unloved. So Shema means to hear and to pay attention to and even more. It can also mean responding to what you hear. This is why so many of the cries for help in the book of Psalms begin with a call that God listen. Psalm 27 verse 7, Shema my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful, answer me. So asking God to Shema is at the same time asking God to act, to do something. It's similar to when God asks people to listen. Like when the people of Israel come to Mount Sinai, God says, if you shema me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. Now there's a couple interesting things about this verse in Exodus. In Hebrew, the word shema is repeated twice in this sentence to give it emphasis. If you shema shema, meaning listen closely. But also notice that from God's point of view, listening is basically the same as keeping the covenant. So when God asks the people to Shema, what he means is that they listen and obey. And that's the last fascinating thing about Shema. In ancient Hebrew, there is no separate word for obey, meaning to carry out the wishes of someone who knows better than you or is in authority over you. So in the Bible, if you want to say, I will listen and do what you say, you use the single word Shema. In Hebrew, listening and doing are two sides of the same coin. This is why later in Israel's history, when the people were breaking their covenant promises to God, the Hebrew prophets would say things like, they have ears, but they're not listening. The Israelites, of course, could hear just fine, but they weren't actually listening or else they would act differently. And so in the end, listening in the Bible is about giving respect to the one speaking to you and doing what they say. Real listening takes effort and action. And that's the Hebrew word Shema. Well, there you go. Now you know everything the Bible has to say about listening. So we can wrap up for the day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. I didn't realise that about um, the word the word for obey um, sort of being bound up with the word for listen. Yeah. And um, that whole kind of um, paying attention to um, is what it means by listening in the Old Testament. I thought that was really interesting. It's the same in uh, one of the words for obey in Greek is based on the word for listen. Yeah, yeah. So it's and the same that, in the New Testament. Yeah. And the whole thing that when you listen to someone, you are actually paying um, attention, you're paying respect to them as well as attention to them. Because I think, you know, I see that so often. You, you can just hear somebody and it doesn't necessarily go in. You might be thinking about something else, but actually active listening is really really different when you and you pay mind to them and when you respect them yeah. yeah so we are going to hear a couple of examples of listening uh, from the bible uh, liz where were you reading from i am in one samuel oh excellent go on then okay i'm in one samuel chapter three uh, verses one to 21 I think yeah 1 to 21 1 Samuel 3 1 to 21 the boy Samuel um, ministered before the Lord under Eli in those days the word of the Lord was rare there were not many visions one night Eli whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see was lying down in his usual place the lamp of God had not yet gone out 
and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. Yet the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. But I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or suffering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord, let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognised that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Oh, that was long. <laughs> it was. A young man learning to listen to God. Yeah. Okay, so we're jumping forward to the New Testament for the other reading to Matthew chapter 17, um, and we're reading from verse 1 onwards in Matthew chapter 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. There we go. Brilliant. So we're left in no doubt what we ought to be doing. The question is how? Indeed. It's not that easy, is it? <laughs> it's all right to say, listen. No, what no do we way. listen for and how do we hear? Margaret's got some suggestions for us. We're going to watch the video of, of her talk from Sunday. Um, if you've got any right. questions or comments, even what she's saying or that occur to you on the Bible passages, do put them in the stream. Liz will pick them up and we'll have yeah. a bit of a chat afterwards. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Good, here we go then. Father, as I speak, I just pray that each one of us will hear you speaking to us. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Right, we've been thinking of prayer and how to get closer to God. And we first of all thought about relational, about connecting with God. Rhythmic, earthed in every day. Restless, hungry for heaven. Rich, called to creativity. And today is reciprocal, licensed to listen. I wonder if you ever thought about it. That's why we've had two ears and one mouth. And as I began to think about it, I thought because we're conditioned to two eyes, two ears and one mouth, we think it looked very funny to have two mouths and one ear. I don't quite know how we'd redesign it. But it's well, just led me down an interesting um, thought. Right. So, it would be very strange. But there's a symbolism about it, isn't there? Two ears. And I know that's for, for directional as well, because if you're deaf in one ear, you have no sense of direction. But... I think it's because we're meant to listen more than we are to speak. When you've had a conversation with another person, have you been on the receiving end of this and this and this, and you've wanted to say something and perhaps you've not been able to, or you've been aware that as, you've been, as you have spoken, that actually they're not really interested in what you're saying or listening to what you're saying? And I think that's, that's quite hard when that happens. And I want you to think about the relationships you have. Which ones are the most important? And what is it about those relationships that make them important? I believe the ones that are important to me are ones where I can perhaps be myself, I can unburden myself... I trust the listener at a deep level. And very importantly, I believe they are listening to what I'm, what I'm saying. They don't always agree with what I'm saying, but they're listening. And that's the really important thing. And have you been told, you're not really listening to me? But I bet each of one of And how many of you with children or grandchildren have said, you're not listening to what I'm telling you to do. But it's amazing if you say to the same children, very quietly, would you like an ice cream? How suddenly the deafness disappears. And I wonder if we're a bit like that, that we actually don't want to listen. So, how good are you at listening? I actually believe that good listening is quite hard work, but it can be very rewarding. I remember when I was at college, we, I did a, what they call a hospital placement. And I'd gone on to the ward and said, well, to the staff, well, who do you want me to... They said, would you, would you go and talk to that man? Well, I went to this person. I can't remember anything about the conversation. All I can remember, that I think I spent the whole hour and a half with this one person, and he talked and he talked and he talked. And he just wanted to, a listening post. And when he'd finished, he said, oh, I feel so much better. I had done nothing but hopefully it listened intelligently, not listened with my eyes going round the building. You, you, that happens sometimes, don't you, when talking to someone, you realise they're not really concentrating. So it is hard work, and it's useful to grunt or say yes or no or something to, so the person knows you're listening. But to me, that's stuck in my mind all these years later because of how that man said he was helped because someone had stopped to listen to him. So I believe to have a real relationship, to, real relationship with God, we've got to listen to him. We've got to allow. Well, you might say, well, oh, that's okay for you saying that. How do we recognise his voice? Well, I believe many different ways. In that Old Testament reading, we have Samuel. We have Samuel. He'd been born as a result of his mother's prayer and desperation. She wanted a child. And she said to God, if I have a child, then I will dedicate him to you. And we don't know how Samuel was when he was taken to the temple and left there with Eli, and his mother came to see him once a year. But there is a, we assume that he's lying asleep. But anyway, he's lying down. And he hears this voice. Here's a voice. Who can it be? Well, it's got to be Eli, hasn't it? Who else could it be? So he goes and sees Eli and does it three times before the penny drops with Eli, not with Samuel, with Eli, that it's God. And then he tells Samuel to, Lord, speak to me. 
and many had a very difficult message to pass on. I wonder if you've ever been in that position where you've heard something and you've actually got to pass it on, but it's difficult. Okay, when I was very early in ministry, and it's interesting because thinking back about it, I don't know whether I'd have actually said, I heard God speaking to me. And that's, to me, was it's been a very interesting reflection. I've been preparing this. That I had, if you like, an inner conviction. I got to say to this lady, you've got to allow Tom to die. Tom was her husband, and he had a heart condition, and they'd gone on holiday, they'd come back earlier, and I knew from talking to Tom that he was ready to die. He'd had enough. He was ready to go to his Lord. Lord, have I, have I, I've got to tell her to let Tom go. And I remember also when I was at college, someone actually became Archbishop of Uganda in the end, but him saying that basically you could hold on to people and stop them dying. You're holding on to them. You've got to give them permission to go. And I said to her, um, Irene, I think you've got to let Tom go. She said to me afterwards, she said, after you left, she said, I went into the bathroom and I cried and I cried and I cried, but I knew that you were right. And gradually she was able to do that. So it's hard, but I felt that's what God was saying and I felt if I didn't say it, well, I would just burn up inside. I just had to do it. But it's only looking back that I can perhaps say to you now, God said to me. But at that time I wouldn't have said that, which I find quite interesting. So, Samuel didn't recognise his voice. And then, for me, my first vivid experience, of it, really vivid experience of hearing God speaking to me was um, in September 1980, when I was in my uh, classroom, I was in a sixth form college, um, and we, only had, we were only teaching the second year sixth form people, because the rest were coming to get their courses, retake their GCSEs, etc. And it was as though, I don't know if some of the old ones, planes that used to have banners behind them, it was as though a plane had flown in front of me saying, you're going to be a deaconess. It was that clear. But thank you very much, Lord, that's very kind of you, but that's not what I want to do. And that, I think, was on a Thursday, Wednesday, and on the Friday, a, a colleague who was a non-Christian said, have you ever thought of being a deaconess? I was not a Christian. So God, in some ways, was using what I'd seen and I've heard and getting someone else to confirm it. And I believe that often happens when you believe God's spoken to you, or you think he's spoken to you, should I say, somebody will, may well confirm it and you'll know then that is God speaking to you. It doesn't always happen. But that was a very, it was very good for me the way, the way that happened because I needed that. Because in fact, he was calling me in to be a priest but in fact, I couldn't be a priest at that time. It was a lot later. It was 14 years after that call that I could be a priest. And I ran away from God. And then I was in um, my home, my mother's church, Sunday after Christmas. It was a visiting speaker. Cannot remember anything else about the sermon other than that she said, Christian service is a sacrifice. And that again was God speaking through the speaker and it's, if you like, it's a final piece of my jigsaw puzzle. I had to accept that God was calling me to be a deaconess. That's all I could be at the time. But God used somebody else. And I believe that God does that so much with us. He speaks through others. And in the Old Testament, we have various examples of God speaking. One of the particular ones I like is Elijah, who had had this tremendous battle against the prophets of Baal and won it. But then the king's wife, Jezebel, find out what he's done. He's killed all his prophets. So he panics and he runs and he hides. And then God comes after him and tells him to come outside. And there is a, um, there's wind. There's an earthquake. There's fire. Well, if it was me, I'd be expecting God to speak in one of those dramatic events. But no, he didn't. How did God speak? He spoke in a whisper. And I think with many of us, we, well, if you're like me, perhaps you're not all like me, that I want God to speak so loudly that I can't, can't mistake hearing him. 
but it doesn't sometimes. He speaks very quietly. And we have to realise that he's speaking. And he speaks in dreams and in visions. And one of the ones that came to mind was Joseph. When he discovered that Mary was um, pregnant, he was going to divorce him or break the betrothal. Betrothal were very, very serious. And in a dream, he knew that God told him not to. He was to be Jesus' father. And again, I can remember, I, it must have been a dream. I was in, a, um, in, a, in villages, three villages, one parish. And we were going to have a confirmation. And we had got six people. And I just believed we were going to have 19. How crazy. And it was really interesting because I actually told the vicar, oh, I just had this dream that we were going to have 19. Well, I mean, that's impossible, isn't it? You've got six. What happened? We had 19 because people came from other parishes. And I think the interesting thing about that was because I'd shared it with Peter, I think it encouraged him because we did have 19. So sometimes when we say things, it can encourage other people's faith, if that makes sense. So God does speak in you. You might have strange dreams and think, what's that about? And think about it. Maybe God was trying to tell you something in it if you, if you were listening. In Bible passages, God will speak to us through what we read. You may remember the, um, after um, Easter when the disciples are out fishing at the end of John's Gospel. They've been out all night fishing and this stranger on the shore shouts to them, fish on the, on the right side. And suddenly, to me, wasn't just the right side of the boat. It was the correct way to do it. Do it the correct way. God spoke to me through that passage. And if we ask him to, he'll speak through passages. Somebody I know was, um, the, past, the uh, Bible reading was the, the goat and the sheep. It's about being separated, the goats are the if you chose one, if you like, the goats are the ones who are rejected. And this person, through this reading, gave a life to Christ. A friend of mine, through the Revelation passage, um, anyone who's a friend of mine who knocked, I opened the door and sat with him, and she gave the life, her life to the Lord on that, that verse, Revelation 3.20. God does speak today through the Bible. And I'm sure some of you, if, if you go back and think about your experiences... You begin to, which is what this preparation I've been doing, I've begun to realise more and more, it sounds stupid, how God has been speaking to me, that I hadn't sort of thought about it as God's speaking to me. And I believe that most of you, if not all of you, if you think hard enough, you'll think of occasions when, oh, well, that must have been God speaking to me. And I hope you'll find encouragement from it. So we speak, God speaks in so many ways. He speaks through an inner voice, conviction, through other people, through your experience, through nature, through dreams. So it's not always a voice, because I think when we talk about God speaking to us and us listening, we're expecting a voice, but it's not always a voice as such. And we've got to be much more willing to listen, to hear. And listening to God, I believe, does take time. We need to train ourselves. We need to tune in and turn out all the noises around us, of which there are many. And so a relationship is not a, relationship, a real relationship if it's one-sided. When you're praying, which I hope you do, when you're reading your Bible, which I hope you do, do you give God time to talk to you? Or are you, I've read that, and I must just now read my notes, right, I've now got my list, I'm going to pray for those people, right, I've done my bit, I'm off to work or whatever. Do we give God time? And that is just so important. Do you, believe, do you feel that God is far away? Do you ask him to speak to you? Do you believe that God listens to you? If you do believe that, then you need to listen to him. And I believe as we listen to him, it fuels our prayers. I imagine that a lot of you, if not all of you, have been burdened about Ukraine, that God has put a desire in your hearts to pray for Ukraine, to give to aid for Ukraine. Have you ever thought about that? That's God speaking to you. 
and you actually heard him because you did something. I hope. So, do you see God as a loving creator? How do you visualize God? A good parent wants that child to unburden themselves. And so God wants us to unburden ourselves. But he wants to then take us further. He wants to encourage us, tell us how much he loves us. And maybe tell us we're not doing the things correctly, which is a bit we don't like. But that's what a good parent does. They've listened to the child and then they help the child. They speak to the child in the same way that God will speak to us. We give him a chance to. So we've got to... But you might say, well, I don't always hear him speaking. What's happening? And I believe that sometimes why we don't hear him is because, in fact, we've got unconfessed sin in our life, which is causing a block. That we need to actually stop and say, Lord, is there something that's stopping me hearing you? Is there something in my life that you're not pleased with? And we come to him and confess, knowing that he will forgive us, however big it is. The wonderful thing of Jesus dying on the cross is that God forgives us. And that's the thing. Am I not hearing you, Lord, because actually I'm blocking it because of the mess in my life? And it's, are you wanting to hear God? Are you willing to make time? Are you realising the many different ways that God can speak to you? Are you aware that God said he won't leave you? When God speaks to us, something is revealed. He's a God of revelation. And his purpose speaking to us is often to remind us of things we've forgotten, that he loves us, has a plan for us, trusts us, works with us, won't leave us. But sometimes he might be guiding us on that path when actually I want to go on this path. Are we willing to change our plans because God has a better plan for us? A bigger. Because he loves us. I think sometimes we visualise God with a stick in the, you know, all he does, he wants to beat us. No, he doesn't. He wants to love us. He He wants to talk to us. He wants to develop a relationship with us, which he can do through talking with us. And it might help to keep a notebook and just make a little note when perhaps you feel that something, if you like, something in the Bible has spoken to you, something you've been encouraged to pray for, and begin to build them up and realise that perhaps there's a pattern coming and this is God speaking to you, that you are hearing him. And when you read your Bible, pause before you read and ask God to speak to you. When you've read it, pause again to let God speak to you. And the same with prayers. Don't rattle prayer off, but give God time to speak to you. And maybe you'll find your prayer has changed slightly because God has said something to you, brought something to your mind. And when you're outside, when you're walking... Ask God to show you things, and maybe things will come up which will make, me th- make you think perhaps of other situations or other things that God wants you to, to deal with. He's talking to you if you're ready to listen. And I say this, this preparation has made me realise that actually when I thought that God wasn't speaking to me very much, I realised that actually he was speaking to me far more than I'd actually realised And I believe if you sit down that you might well find the same thing. So don't get discouraged, but be encouraged, realising that God speaks in so many different ways. I believe the answered prayer is actually God speaking to you. Have you ever thought about that when a prayer is answered? That's God speaking to you. But God's listened to you, you've got to listen to him, and he's now speaking to you. So, if we want a real relationship with God, it's got to be a reciprocal one, one that is not us doing all the talking, but allowing him space to talk to us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, you love us so much, and as well as listening to us, you want us to hear you speaking to us. Lord, rid us of all those things that stop us listening to you. Help us to make time to be still and hear your voice. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
loads there for us to get our heads around. Plenty from the passages, plenty from what Margaret was sharing. So do put it in the comment stream or send us an email. Uh, Liz, what struck you? I don't know where to start really because there was so much in that. <sighs> um, I like how, Mar I really liked all of it. I like how Margaret ended then when she said, sometimes we, we think God is not speaking to us very much, but sometimes we just need to sit down and think about how he does. And she, she'd gone through all these different ways that God spoke. And, and then she was really encouraged that, yeah, God does when you look at the bigger picture. And that really encouraged me because it made me think, actually, yes, because from day to day you think, oh, well, I, I barely hear anything. But then you think about all the little ways that, that, that just build up on, on, on top of one another. And I thought that was a, a really lovely way to end it. Mm. Um, well, so I've got loads written down here, actually, from, from my impressions. Um, and yeah, do join in on the stream. Um, I thought everything that she was saying about just taking time and space with God and, and paying attention to God because, and she used those, um, uh, those pictures, didn't she, of when you're talking to people and they're sort of looking over the, your shoulder, looking at, you know, kind of like eyes everywhere, or, you know, when you're talking to somebody and um, they butt in with a story of their own, it's like, oh, that's like when that happened to me, or that's like when my auntie did that or whatever. And it's like, you feel like you're not being listened to. And I think for me, sometimes I'm a little bit like that with prayers. I'm like to God, I'm like, blah, 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 splurge, splurge, splurge. This is what's happening to me. Help, 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 help. And I don't take a minute to just be <laughs> and just listen and just, you know, be in his presence. And, uh, and I think, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't expect to just talk to them without actually listening back to them in turn I hope that I listen to you <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that that would not be a relationship um and it's the same with God we need to take that time and to to respect back to that um, old testament word was it she Shema mm. um take that time and respect him in the listening yeah I have to say, over the years, I've wrestled with this because when I've when I've tried that of kind of sitting quietly and listening to God, I very rarely hear anything in those circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, my experience has been much more um, through people saying things, or mm -hmm. the one that happens to me again and again and again is when the same Bible passage comes up in three completely different contexts within a week of each other, and you think. Okay, Lord, you might be, might be kind of nudging me towards something here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even the fact that we're doing intimate with the ultimate, I believe God led us to that because um, mm. as a leadership team, we were being attentive to what was going on in the church and the opportunities and what God was putting before us. Um, but it does tend to be for me in conversation, in Bible reading, in, in preparation for things rather than sitting quietly listening and then a voice comes. But I do also think that being intentional about doing that primes us for hearing and noticing when God says something in a different way. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's also giving, you know, giving him the space is, is loving him, is worshipping him. Mm. You don't have to get something out of it. You don't have to hear those words. And I think hardly anyone actually you know audibly hears from God you know I love how Margaret described how she sort of saw that picture so clearly of the, the plane and the sort of you're going to be a deaconess that was so awesome but it's so rare to hear something so clearly and um, I do I do have one I had one time when I heard God's voice audibly and it was John word but it was really audible and it was just when I'd been going for a rough time and it was one, it was a personal word that I needed to hear, but just one word. And it was like a whisper in my ears and it, it couldn't have been anything else. And it was just, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but I've never had anything like that since, but it was like, Oh, okay. You're saying that to me, you know, that, that, 
thank you that's what I need to hear and I'd like a bit more of that please you know I want to hear more of those I want the big writing in the sky you know I want to <laughs> but you know that that's just so rare yeah my other um, reflection is is that if we take the parallel or the example of human relationships there are very few human relationships which are made up of one of the people in the relationship talking sorry in most relationships there's times of companionable silence mm -hmm. yep very few relationships are made up of one or the other person talking the whole time yeah that'd be exhausting <laughs> absolutely it would be so actually um companionable silence is okay mm. and i think that goes with god as well um it's okay to have a have a pause and not necessarily feel you're hearing anything but it's okay because you're just mm. hanging out well yeah hanging out's maybe a bit irreverent but you know what i mean no it's not at all that's what you're doing yeah and i think we we hear god in in different ways according to our personalities mm. and just just what is what what fires us with passion or whatever or um i'm like some people who are who are very artistic tend to hear God in, in images and pictures, um, perhaps in the head. And um, like I often hear God when I'm just free writing. I like to free write in my journal or I write poetry. And then I often will look back at that and think, oh, that was that was God speaking there. You know, I wasn't really perhaps aware of it at the time. And and other people will just, you know, hear God in different ways. Um, but I think what Margaret was saying was really helpful about um you will often hear God just from the Bible. And I think that's where most people hear God speak. Um, it's just through the Bible and people giving you verses or just reading yourself and something really impressing itself on you. And I think that's, that's what well, so often happens. One of the things the Holy Spirit does for us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I was interested in what she was saying about um, the our desires to help or to, to folk in the Ukraine or what um, or other things that can be actually God speaking to us. And, and there's a, um, there's, there's a, there's, there's biblical prayers about praying for the desires of for God to give us the desires of our heart. Yeah. Um, my, my reflection on that isn't that God gives us things that our heart wants. It actually, he actually puts in our heart the right desires. If we ask, we're asking God to give us the desires of our hearts and asking God to give us the things our heart wants, but actually to put the right desires, godly desires in our heart. When we pray that. Mm. Yeah. We kind of find our, uh, yeah. Our, our, ourselves moved to compassion over things. That's, that's God giving us the right desire. desire for the yeah. People. Yeah. I think you're totally right. And I think I've often thought of it, the desires of our heart our deepest heart is actually in line with God's will. That is actually what the desires of our heart mm. is. And, and he's fulfilling that. We, and we might think the desire of our heart is to have like a Porsche or something, but actually God knows what the, the true desire of our heart is. And, you know, he, he speaks into that. Yeah. Um, oh, so on the stream, um, Ali says, God sometimes gives me a scripture reference and I don't, I often don't know what it is, but it's always relevant for myself or someone else when I look it up. Yep, you are awesome at that, Ali. Um, yeah, amazing. And um, she says, You're, there's so much in that talk. Love the idea of answered prayer being him talking to us. Yeah, I not really thought about that before, but. Actually, also, when God says no to things we're asking for, that's also God talking to us. We don't really want to hear that sometimes. Yeah, that's true. What we call, what we might call unanswered prayer might actually be God saying no. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, Becky says, um, I feel I was drawn to Shift Church by something. And maybe that was God telling me to find him and the Shift Church community. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that that was God calling you um, to be a part of this community, which is so exciting. So, yeah, that's brilliant. That's all good. Yeah. Righty-ho. Cool. We'll keep putting things on. We're going to have a bit of music, a bit of, if you like, a bit of space to just 
hang out with God, spend a bit of companionable silence, sing along if you like, or just like to wash over you and spend some time with God. And then we're going to lead straight into prayer. And Liz is going to lead a bit of prayer for us. Um, and it might even have a bit of pause in it to listen to God. Um, but uh, maybe not too much, just in case the podcast people think we've uh, dropped off the world. <laughs> yeah, do um, drop in your prayer request onto the stream. That would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, I need to work out what I'm doing here. Here we go. join the video. Lovely. Yeah, and this thing's this thinking about listening to God. This is all about God being the Word. Here we go. You were the Word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name! What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ our King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could
pray. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silence the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring the praise of your glory as you are raised to life again. So let's just pause just for a few moments as we just reflect on what we've thought about tonight, as we just take time in God's presence to, to listen to his voice, to have some companionable silence with him. Now we continue um, by um, just rejoicing. We're using our PRAY acronym tonight. Paul, rejoice, ask and yield. And um, so we just take some moments to rejoice. Do join in on the stream. Um, just say some short sentences to thank God. Father, we thank you that you listen to us. And that you always have time to listen to us. But Father, I thank you that your heart is to speak to us as well and to speak into our lives. Yeah, Father, thank you that you are God who loves to reveal. You reveal your creativity in creation from the very first moment of time. And you reveal yourself in in your love and your promises to people in the Old Testament. You revealed yourself in Jesus. You revealed mm. yourself to us by your Holy Spirit through your word. Mm. You just love to show us who you are. Help us to pay attention. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Lord, I thank you that you speak to us in a thousand ways. And I thank you that you speak to us um, into who we are and into who you created us to be. And you don't speak to everybody in the same way mm -hmm. as you speak into our creativity, into our differences. I thank you, Lord, and help us to help us just to take that time with you and to give you that space, mm -hmm. even when we're rushed. And even when uh, just everything's pressing in, just to find space with you. So let's go into um, our ask prayers now. And um, if there's anything you want to pray for, please do drop it on the stream. Father, I ask that you would give us uh, the desires of our hearts, that you would form our hearts after your heart. I thank you. I thank you for your love and your compassion and your heart of, of relationship. And I pray that you'd form our hearts like that. So we want what you want. We desire it. We reach after it. We strain for it. Mm. Amen. And Lord, as Margaret reminded us there in that talk about um, praying for Ukraine, um, Lord, it's really hard to find words to pray. But we know that you are listening, not just to our words, but to the cries of our heart. And so we pray, we bring you the cries of our hearts now, and we thank you that you intercede for a spirit in groans too deep for words. So we bring, yeah, we bring that whole situation before you, Lord. And we pray that this war would end. And we pray for all those displaced people and all those people in fear, those people who've lost their homes, people who've lost loved ones. And we pray, Lord, that somehow they will find you in the midst of that mess. I thank you, Lord, for those stories of hope we are hearing. 
Christians in Ukraine seeing you working. And Lord, we pray for more of that. Come, Lord Jesus. I pray for those girls in Afghanistan who thought they were going back to school and then it's been shut down again on them. And the disappointment and the heartbreak that's bringing about. And we pray for a change of mind in the government there. We pray for your Holy Spirit just pouring through that land, turning hearts to Jesus. We pray for freedom for the people of Afghanistan. Amen. Amen. Father, we pray for um, Ali and we pray for her back. She's giving her a lot of trouble at the moment. We really pray, Lord, that you would touch her and heal her by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray that you just fill her with strength and give her good rest. And Lord, we bring before you Becky's friend Fiona, whose mom died a couple of months ago. And we pray for Fiona as she uh, faces her first Mother's Day without her. Mm. Pray, Lord, for the strength to get through the day and just pray for your comfort for her and for her family. Lord, as she mourns her mom. And I want to pray for everyone, Lord, who, who find Mothering Sunday a difficult day for whatever reason. Whether they're mourning or just find it difficult, I pray, Lord, for your comfort in their sorrow. And I pray for joy in unexpected places. Amen. Amen. So we finish by yielding. So Lord, we say yes to listening to you. We say yes to a reciprocal relationship with you. Where we don't just talk at you, Lord, but we give you the space we give you the respect of space where we have companionable silence with you, where we take time to listen to you and when we rejoice when we hear your voice. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Liz. Now we're coming towards the end of our instalment of uh, Shift Church. A couple of things yep. I wanted to highlight. Um, Gerard Kelly, who wrote this book, is coming to Telford on the 2nd and 3rd of April. And on the 2nd, we're going to be running a, a whole day um, sessions uh, with him, uh, teaching and helping us deep, dive even deeper into this. For those of you who are local in Telford, uh, do come along. It's half past nine till about four o'clock. There's morning and afternoon, and they'll be complimentary. So you can come just to what morning or just the afternoon, or if you come all day, you won't it won't double up so that'll be fine for those of you who are further afield we are hoping to live stream it here on facebook um so if you just want to dial in or catch up later you can do that that will all be there and he's preaching on sunday morning and that will be on facebook as well um, yeah it'd be good and depending on how long he goes on for we'll use that on shift church the following week as well <laughs> uh the other thing i wanted to say is that um we are starting to think about what we're going to do with shift church after easter um, the team shrunk a little bit, so um, it's getting quite difficult to keep it going. Um, but we know that there are folk who are, uh, uh, it's really important for us, so we want to be able to do that. But we're starting to pray about how we can do that. So do do pray for us. Um, it is really difficult for us to tell who this is reaching, because um, apart from the comment stream, we have no idea who's watching or listening on podcast. So it would really, really help our decision making with this. Um, if you listen on podcast and have never emailed in and you we have no idea that you're out there, please email me, tim at allsaints-wellington.org, just to say, yes, I, I listen to Shift Church, it's really helpful. And again, if you watch on Facebook or YouTube later, uh, and uh, yeah, let us know because otherwise we don't know and the assumption we'll have to make is that we're not reaching anybody and that um we, we might as well stop so um and we'd hate to do that if there are folk out there who it's it's really important for so 
please break the habit of a lifetime and drop me an email if you're listening or watching and you don't normally put something on the comment stream so we can just have a really good idea uh, of uh, what impact we're having and how we might be able to continue and pray for us as we do that so yeah it's not going to happen we 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 love all of you who do comment on the comment stream and, and we love you, you know, all if you, even if you don't you're really important yeah no I'm, <laughs> we, we love recognize that you do as well <laughs> um, so uh, yeah so just uh, yeah let us know and i'm going to repeat this the next couple of weeks in case some people only listen to every other or something like that anyway bless you all it's been good to spend some time with you and uh we'll see you next time god bless yeah. say good night liz good night liz and it's good night from me as well. Goodbye. Bye.